All right, guys, an old friend of the program. It's been a little while since we've had a chance to speak to this man. His incredible resume speaks for itself. Former Strikeforce middleweight champion, former UFC middleweight champion. He now joins us back on the program. Luke Rockhold, welcome back to Submission Radio, your second home. How are you, man? Doing well. Doing well, boys. Luke, it's great to have you back on again. Let's kick it off with the most important question right off the bat. How is Lucy going? What has she been up to? And why, how come she hasn't called us in a while? Uh, she's uh, she's being the bitch that she is. And, <laughs> you know, having good times. Good times. She gets around, no doubt. All right, of course, of course. Just like uh, just like her owner. I wanted to ask you though, Luke. <laughs> last time we spoke, you were pretty frustrated with the state of the world, with the pandemic, not much going on. Um, how have you been sort of spending the time lately, man? What have you been doing for fun? I can see the veins back in your arms, so I can tell you've been uh, training hard lately. Yeah, I've been working, man. I've been uh, trying to trying to get my body back. My shoulder has been an issue, an ongoing problem. Um, that's like, kind of the whole hold back and why I'm still. Still doing my thing. Still in the outskirts. Uh, they're not easy. Shoulder rehabs are, are not fun. If anybody's had a shoulder surgery, it's like I just can't get to uh, 100% confidence in it. And I'm, I'm almost there, but it's like it's just been a long, arduous process. And uh, I'm coming along, just, just ready to ready to do my thing. And a lot, the world's coming back around, so it's, it's making things a little more available and easier. So little by little. Yeah, I, I remember you were telling us about the shoulder when we last spoke to you. So just to uh, clarify for the people that don't know, what was the initial um, injury that caused you to have, I believe you had the surgery and, the, and then the rehab on it? Yeah. Can you hold on one second? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> oh. So surgery, yeah, it was a. Uh, you got me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So what was the what was the initial injury that caused you to have to go through all this? Uh, the last few years, I've I've had a problem with my labrum and my my rotator cuff. It's just mm -hmm. been like been kind of deteriorating, and I've relied on my right hook and my, my right shoulder is, is taking some damage. So um, it's just not it's not as sharp, and it was it's hard to to keep the keep my hand up working just through like when I'm punching, I'm looping, I'm not. I don't have the stability and the strength to stay up, stay hot, stay strong here. So I decided to get the surgery in the middle of COVID, and uh, it's just it, it's it's been a problem coming back from the surgery, and, and it's uh, and I've had questions of whether or not I have to do another surgery, and and uh, it's just not 100% there. It's not like you know the elasticity in the ligament. You know, it's I can't I can't really rely on it, and it's. Uh, I couldn't rely on it. I'm starting to be able to now, finally, after a lot, lots of different treatments and PRPs and, uh, and everything I've been doing. So it's coming along, finally. Mm. I can imagine how frustrating that would be, man. I know, like, whenever me and Casper have injuries and we're trying to do anything athletic, especially when it comes to MMA, it can be really frustrating because you can't really do what you want. I'm wondering, how has it impacted you? Was it something that impacted your previous fights? Like, did it stop you from... Uh, training a specific thing or doing a specific thing better that you wish you could have done in your fights? I mean, I think my, rook, my right hook has always been, you know, a very responsive, fast, kind of equalizing punch I've always used um, defensively, offensively. And, and uh, it's just, I've had to, I couldn't, I can't, 
I haven't been able to rely on it as much as I, I'd like, obviously. And mm-hmm. uh, it's still been slow and a little sloppy. And, you know, so, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, I mean, it's, it's, there was a little hindrance and just the stability and the power and, and, and clinch work and stuff like that, too. So that's uh, starting to come back. And uh, that's what I want. You know, if I'm going to come back, I'm not going to come back compromised. I'm not, I've done too much in the sport to, to go in there and, and fight compromised. You know, if I'm healthy, if I know I'm, I'm healthy and I'm clear headed and I'm going out there and I can beat anybody. So that's, that's what I'm waiting for. And that's where I'm, I'm getting to right now. Hmm. I guess like with, uh, with you being in the position that you're in, you know, former UFC champion and the way you sort of took a break, there's not really any rush for you per se. Um, I'm wondering, has the UFC sort of been hitting you up at all? Just sort of going, Hey, you know, what, when are you looking to come back and maybe throwing options at you? And I'm just wondering timeline wise, I know it's probably fair way because of the shoulder, but, um, are you thinking this year or when are you thinking? Yeah, no, they've been, they've been reaching out, talking, just keeping, keeping, a keeping tabs on, on my situation and I know they're interested um, as am I uh, when the time's right when, when something really kind of appeals to me it's sexy it's you know I want to come back for something that gets me excited um, and I want to come back when I'm ready uh, when my body's ready and um, I think early summer would be probably early late summer would be ideal it's just matching up with the right person and the, and the right thing that's going to put me where I want, you know, I don't, I'm not looking to just play around. I want to, I want to go straight through the, through the gut of this, these, uh, this division and, uh, most likely 85, I'd say not ruling out 205, but, um, I got to really just kind of push my body to get in shape and see, see where it wants to go right now. I'm, I'm light. I'm like 208, 205 to 208 right now. And, and I think, uh, Legitimately, it's kind of looking looking like I'm going back to middleweight, but we'll see. If, if something pops up, you never know. If, if a fight falls apart, like many injuries do, and COVID and everything that happens, uh, I could be ready sooner than later. You know, the interesting thing as well with that division with middleweight is that a light heavyweight and middleweight at the moment looks like it's blending in a little bit because you've got the champ in Israel Adesanya fighting for that light heavyweight belt this weekend. And I'm wondering, what kind of effect do you believe this will have on the division? And what's your reaction to this sort of history-making fight happening this weekend? There's always a history-making fight. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you've been a part of a few, haven't you? A couple. <laughs> um, the, uh, it, it all depends on what happens in the fight, you know what I mean? Like, if you if Israel wins, you know I, I don't know where where he goes. I'd, I'd imagine he'd come back. I'm I'm thinking to middleweight. Um, if he loses, he's definitely coming back. <laughs> how he loses, how how he wins, I think that is all. Those are all deciding factors. Mm. I know that obviously you're familiar with Jan. You've been in the cage with him, and I know you've had your eye on Israel for a while. Um, how do you see that fight potentially playing out? I think as it stands, a lot of people, a lot of people leaning towards towards Israel uh, becoming the double champ. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Israel in the fight. You never know. Jan's got a very herky jerky style. He's he's he's. he's... I, I rushed the fight. Um, I thought he was more visible. He wasn't as, as clean and as, as confident as I thought he would be. I just over over put myself into into a takedown situation, what I don't normally do. I thought I could just finish the fight pretty easily, and I wasn't used to his size and strength and 
overcommitted to a takedown and just juiced my arms up. And by the time I got out of the clinch, I was just like, you know, I was just watered down. I had all the blood in my arms and I couldn't, couldn't get off like I should. Um, if I was more patient and just, and just waited for my shots, my opportunities, I think it would be a much different fight. Um, and I see Israel just this confidence and he, I think he's peaking right now. And I think he'll be more patient and I think he'll see Jan and, uh, I think he'll find, find his mark more often than not. Mm. Yeah. Well, cause I wanted to ask you, is there anything sort of surprising about Jan that I, I just feel like the answer guy who's sort of been overlooked almost his entire career and even Israel's coach was saying there's there's something different about Jan that you can't really sort of uh, gauge from looking at him fight, even from, you know, a few meters away. You have to just kind of feel it. Was there anything surprising that you're sort of wondering if Israel might find surprising this coming weekend? I mean, he's he's really strong. He's, he's very awkwardly, like, kind of, like, built guy, you know. He's, yeah. a, he's a big dude, thick dude. And, uh, you know... I think that's he's got power and he's got he's got he's got a, a, a somewhat effective style. It's very strange, but if you if you really really tune into it, yeah, you, know, you can pick it up. Um, so I think Israel's is is in tune, and I think he'll be focused enough. And I think he he I would lean on him to get this thing, but Jan could throw him off with some stuff. And maybe I don't know if he goes for takedowns and how he how he works it and you know puts the puts him up against the cage there's different different things to kind of uh you know to to sway this fight in his favor mm. i imagine you'll be watching this one uh, just quickly as well with israel it looks like the plan could be for him if he wins this fight not to go back to middleweight but to then move up to heavyweight and fight john jones we spoke to john jones's coach and John has gotten a little bit bigger lately, so he's not really planning on going back to light heavyweight anytime too soon. What would you think if he went straight to that John Jones fight at heavyweight next if he won the light heavyweight title? What would your reaction to that be? Why? I mean, unless he's getting paid $10 million to fight John Jones at heavyweight. I mean, fighting a heavyweight not for the belt? <laughs> what would you, I, don't, I don't see how that really makes much sense for him. And uh, I think fighting guys like Stipe and Francis is pretty ridiculous for uh, for Israel. Um, so I don't see it. I don't see how that really makes sense. You know, I mean, John doesn't want to fight Israel for not not the heavyweight belt, right? I mean, I think vice versa. Yeah, I guess the, the opportunity to be, a, to be a triple champ was a big one. For you, because I remember when you went to 205, you were sort of chasing John. What, what was it for you? Was it the, the belt or was it, you know, just beating, being the first guy to beat John Jones? Because I think a big part of it for Israel is also that, to be that first guy to beat John Jones. Um, <clears throat> I mean, uh, me, it's, yeah, beat, beat John, won the title, go back and fight you know, to, to your building. So, I mean, that was, that was it for me, for him. I, I mean, I think the title has to be a part of it. If you want to, you want to fight him, it's like, you know, there's just too many questions that, that need to be asked. And he needs to prove himself at, at heavyweight. If you're going to go fight him there, it's like, you know, it just doesn't make sense unless it's for the belt. 
Yeah, that's right. Speaking of belts and champions, Manscaped are the absolute undisputed champions at keeping your balls smooth and making sure they get licked, especially coming into and during St. Patrick's Day. Remember, guys, uh, St. Patrick's Day is for pubs, not pubes. So get the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0, the best grooming tool on the market with its skin-safe technology. It won't cut you, and you can fulfill your dream of shaving a shamrock into your junk. Uh, also, it's got LED light, and it is waterproof, so you can shave in the shower and uh, they've got a cheeky code which gives you a discount isn't that right dennis that's right man before i give you the code showcase your pot of gold like no other but also help a worthy cause every purchase at manscaped.com goes towards contributions made to the testicular cancer society to bring awareness to testicular cancer men's health and early cancer detection if anybody's listening out there you got to make sure to get your stuff uh, checked out and stay on top of it because you know you got to you got to keep the engine running if you've got a high performance vehicle cast you got to check, change a couple of cylinders and fix a couple of things once in a while. And that's where Manscaped comes in and helps you out. Apart from that, boxes, the shed travel back, all sorts of things, the crop preserver. Make sure to go on the website. You can get 20% off at manscaped.com right now with a code word submission and get free shipping and cash. Also, these guys officially present Submission Raid. They're officially our sponsor, and this show is presented by Manscaped. But, Luke, let's get back to you, though, because there's a lot of exciting things happening in the division. You've got Darren Till's fighting Marvin Vittori and Robert Whitaker is fighting Polo Costa. You've also got Chris Weidman fighting Uriah Hall. I'm wondering, the winner of any of those fights, do they sound sexy enough for Luke Rockhold to consider taking in the summer? Yeah, the winner of any of those fights or, or the fallout of one of those fights is also appealing. At this point, what is what is sort of the main goal for you? Um, is it still to become the UFC champion again? Always. I wouldn't come back if it wasn't. I know that. And, I'm not here and to it, play around. I have, like, the reason of me like doing my shoulder surgery and getting healthy is, is to get to, to where, where I know I can be. And uh, I'm not here to just go fight a fight. I don't need to. There's there's other options for me. Plenty of other things I can do right now, but... Uh, and my window is, is still here. I still feel in the gym that I'm as athletic as I've ever been. I'm still competing and, and beating the best. Can beat the best. Uh, <clears throat> so I just got to get healthy. Uh, if I'm healthy, I'm clear-headed, I'm present, uh, there's no doubt I can beat anybody. Dude, I'm so excited whenever I hear you talking about this return because there's so many exciting fights like we just mentioned. I wonder, does it get you more excited thinking about fighting some of these fresh new guys like the Darren Tills, the Marvin Vittori's, the Robert Whitaker's, the Polo Costas, or um, rematching guys like Chris Weidman who you've had so much history with? I'd say the new guys. I think Chris Weidman's a, uh, he's not what he used to be. And I mean, if he were to like somehow <clears throat> change it around in this fight with Uriah Hall and do something, maybe, but. Right now, these other these other four these other two fights are, are definitely more more in my viewpoint. You know, this Marvin Vittori kid's doing pretty well for himself, and Darren Till's done a couple of things here. So I like I like those fights. Mm. I like uh, I don't know the Paul Acosta guy just annoying, stupid talking about getting drunk off wine. This is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. <laughs> Not buying it. Fucking retarded. It's just like shut up. Shut up and stop making excuses like that. It's just like, that's just a far-fetched, pretty dumb, pretty fucking dumb. 
I, I, I would love it if you and Darren Till got matched up because then the, the memes, the back and forth memes would just be classic. Do you ever follow Darren Till's uh, social media, his meme game? He's been cracking everyone up for like, I don't know, the better part of a year at least, especially during COVID. I saw, I saw a little bit on like some of the websites, but no, not my, I don't, I don't follow him. So I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Mm. I don't know what he's doing. I saw his little car, his little episode <laughs> with the cops. Ah, the old, the old taxi. Listen. Who, who, who amongst us hasn't been there, right? You know, summer days. I was going <laughs> to say, though, Luke, uh, do you ever think about the fact that, like, with all the classic AKA champions in Habib, Kane, uh, DC, and yourself, you're the last guy standing. You're the last guy still, you know, fighting, making it. Well, I guess we don't know what what's going to happen with Habib, but technically you're the last guy, you know, standing and coming back for a turn. Have you had a moment to sort of reflect on that and why Why you're, you're sort of, you know, the last guy that, that's still going? I'm single. Mm. <laughs> the key to success in MMA, stay single forever. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's like, yeah, Khabib has, has family and, Kane and DC, they're, they're definitely, they're older than me, for sure. Um, Khabib is, is, is kind of old in his ways and, and has, is kind of leaving a, a path for, for, I think for Islam and wants to, wants to give his best friend an opportunity to, to achieve his dreams too. So I think that's part of that process has always been. So, um, yeah, I mean, Khabib's done it all and, and uh, he's, he's proved everything and, and he wants to give that pass. So he's, he's you know, he's my age. Kane and DC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Also, just quickly before we wrap up, we appreciate the time, man, because I know you're, you're a busy man right now, rehabbing the shoulder, and you've got all those adventures over there in California. But what is the plan for the camp um, when you do decide to come back? Because I know you've been working with friend of the show, Jason Perillo. He's definitely one of our favorites. He's such a classic guy and such a great coach. Will you primarily be working with him for the return or will you be going back to Henry Hooft or maybe even trying a new setup and a new gym? What's your plan? My plan is kind of bounce back and forth. Um, I, I, I'm not a big Florida guy. I do love the team out there. I love the guys. I love, I love everybody, but um, I do I do love it down here and there's some there's great people to work with. I got Great strength conditioning. I got uh, I got Prillo and then there's tons of jujitsu guys wrestling here. So just the climate. The climate makes me happier here in the, uh, the atmosphere in California. So I'll go back there and I'll dabble in, in and out of, of Florida, but um, I'll be here too. So as much as I can take in Florida and come back here and refresh myself, go back. It's like kind of jump around. I guess old GSP used to just pull kind of that, kind of that card. Mm. But not a lot of people in MMA do it, so it's it's good to see you doing it. And obviously, you know, we've had a half a million times on the show. And he always says you'll always be a part of the AK family, so everyone's kind of happy with it. Just curious with the with the Miami climate, what is it? The the, the humidity? Because obviously, a lot of a lot of guys train at Miami. What is it that doesn't agree with you about that one? It's hot and it's flat. Mm-hmm. Mm. And you 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 always get the weird news stories from there, like the the man who was dressed up as the Undertaker. Trying to attack people. What's that? You always get the weird news stories from there. I know you had that zombie encounter in California, but there's like there was a guy who dressed up like the Undertaker and tried to attack people, and all the crazy news stories for some reason always come out of Florida. I don't know why. Oh, Florida, yeah, Florida's full of it for sure. Listen, yeah, Florida, Florida people, Florida memes. Mm. It's a, a different culture. 
it's a different culture of people for sure. Uh, it's not California. Hmm. Last time we spoke, but, or two times ago, we spoke. You mentioned the, uh, the the crazy zombie lady. There's been we have to check. There's been no zombie attacks lately, has there? No, no, I can't. I can't. Uh, I, <laughs> I feel like you. I feel like you're holding <laughs> one from us. You're like ah, oh, nah, nah. Someone tried. <laughs> didn't secret. someone try to break into your house at one point? Um, no, my buddy's car. We got, went to Tulum and my buddy's car got stolen out front. Jeez, how, how'd that one play out? Tracked it to downtown uh, Los Angeles and like the hood. It's very, very ghetto down there. The cops have been taken out of like power and control and they don't do anything these days. And uh, we were able to track it on the on the new app. It was like a brand new truck, and uh, tracked it to downtown, and called the cops over and over again. And they just kept delaying and putting us off. And you just hear if you hear stories about these cop cars, they just keep. I mean, these these, these cars that get stolen, they just keep like they just keep stealing cars. My buddy's a sergeant in the SFPD, and he's arrested the same guy eighteen times for stealing cars, eighteen times, and they just keep letting them go, letting them out, steal more cars, and they don't do anything. You, you get your car stolen and start repeating these stories in your head of the people getting their, their car stolen. And they just, a lot of bad things start happening with these cars over time. And they, they don't really do anything to to fix the process. It's kind of, a, it's a shame you know, what, the, what the system is built into. And uh, like they said, the cops delayed, delayed. They, just, they, didn't, they didn't own up to meeting us at the time they were going to do. And I got on the phone with them for a couple hours. We were working on it. They missed the point, and uh, and we decided to steal back the car. <laughs> How'd you do that? Wow. I walked the neighborhood and uh, surveyed up the whole situation and checked the car, make sure there's no one sleeping in the back of the car. It was, it was already bashed in from the bumper. And I was making sure there's enough room to get out, get away, without someone. To, you know, it's a ghetto down there. It's a ghetto as hell. We're not in a good space. I was going to say, what was it like surveying the neighborhood? It's the kind of neighborhood you hear about. I've never been in one. Especially being a celebrity and people like, is that UFC uh, champion Luke Russell <laughs> yeah. t- looking in my backyard? It was, uh, it, was, it was late at night. It was late at night, very dark, very dead. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was dressed appropriately. All black? <clears throat> For a highway robbery. Take <laughs> 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 back our car. Oh. And, uh, and uh, yeah. I did, I did, we did what we had to do and were properly prepared. Was I, uh, I stood, you know, pulled behind the car, the guard, stood guard, got him in the car, and we took off and robbed, that, robbed our car back. Was, um, was it on the street or was it like in some kind of compound? It sounds like a GDA mission. Uh, it, was, uh, it, was in the, it was in like a little, little driver up front, just right, on, right off the street. Some dumb... Dumb carjackers. Mm. So we had a spare key, and so we were just able to pull the damn thing. And then mysteriously, well, his house burned down. Not related at all to, to that at all. <laughs> I know. I, I was thinking about it. Uh, I was. I was thinking about calling him out. <laughs> I decided to avoid that confrontation. 
probably the smart way to go yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you i'll tell you what luke called every time you come on the program you always amaze us with your stories and i didn't i knew you were a ufc champion a strike force champion i didn't really know that you were batman so there you go a lot of people <laughs> had their suspicions and you just confirmed them thank you so much for joining us on the show guys make sure to follow luke and all of his adventures at luke rockhold on instagram of course we can't wait to see what happens hopefully your shoulder gets right man and we see you back in summer um the division definitely misses you. All the fans miss you, and we appreciate you jumping on here and catching up with us, man. Pleasure. Thank you, guys.